Are you constantly struggling with how to function in society? Do you need someone to make you laugh on occasion? Are you wanting to share your thoughts and opinions? Well, have I got a show for you. My name is Garrett, host of Garrett Talks to Himself, a segmented interactive podcast where I do all of these things. Head to anchor.fm slash gtth to subscribe wherever you listen. I'll be waiting. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And I am fucking annoyed. Uh, what a way to start the show. I know. What can I say? Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably have recently seen my tweet about uh, raging out and Hulk smash over, uh, over FedEx not getting us the stuff we need. And it's because we're missing a hard drive that we need for tomorrow night. Fortunately, I will say this. Fortunately, it's for a retro title, so it's not like it's the end of the world. We have Tenet. We have New Mutants. We have we have all of our new shit. We're good yeah. on that. It's just but still that one thing, and it's really yeah. frustrating. Uh, yeah, they were supposed to deliver it yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. They keep delivering before anybody gets there, like two hours before yeah. anybody gets there. Uh, and Which then- is funny, because when we were working... When we were open normal hours, I feel like they were never there at noon. No. It was always like mid-afternoon. It was always closer to like two o'clock. Yeah. But now that we're open, not open till later, all of a sudden they're showing up at literally noon every day between yeah. 12 and 1230 every day. Right. So I have stirred the pot and I got a response back from FedEx. And, uh, did you DM them or did you just ignore I them? have not DM'd them. I thought about it, but I'm like, is this really worth it? No, I think I'd rather go no. over to this this facility here after the show yeah. and chew ass in person. So, uh, you know, that and if I do it through the DMs, that's somebody who I probably will get not very pleasant with and they'll just out me as being the host of this show. And I just, we don't need that. I, I kind of like having, well, I say I like having a job, but we're still furloughed and still working part time. So, you know um yeah so that's where we're at with that but uh but this way we've been furloughed so long that my unemployment was actually renewed yeah yeah meanwhile i started working at the dmv last week and uh yeah it's uh the the work itself isn't so bad but i've got one of those co-workers that i just uh, you want to just punch in the third i tell you what no we have made we have made this comment so many times and we have talked about like the kind of person that we cannot stand john mulaney has forever summed it up the best this individual is definitely the it was the kid at the sleepover <laughs> it's technically mid or it's technically after midnight it's don't you mean last hour. night it's after midnight it's tomorrow now yeah so <laughs> anyway, other than that, it's a paycheck, so uh, we'll see what happens. I'm just, yeah, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. So anyway, um, <laughs> we did have some entertainment coming to the theater last week. Uh, as we were sitting there, you and I were bullshitting at the bar, mm-hmm. and we had... Um, it's a story I think you're telling. I wasn't working. I just came right, up to, sh- to shoot the shit. 
Yes, you came by. Uh, we had a customer. There had been drama, and I wanted to be filled in, not over text message. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, you'd rather get it straight from the from the source. Uh -huh. so. Anyway, no, we had a customer walk in the door. So let's backtrack. When New Mutants opened, that was our first weekend going into the week uh, that we are open seven days a week again. Yeah. The longest time we've been doing weekends only. Yeah, we've been doing Thursday through Sunday since July? Yes. Starting in June, though, is when we were doing rental shows. Yes. So, uh, anyway, so this fella came in, walked in the door, walked past the box office, walked up to the concession stand, and walked over towards the bar area where we were all at, and asked, are you guys open? Now, I also need to point out that as again we were sitting down at the bar one of our coworkers was in the bar yes. but then a little further down because our bar is connected to the concession stand yes in the concession stand was a frontliner who was at that moment helping a customer yeah like full on having it like giving them popcorn like going through a transaction helping a customer and this dude goes are you open yeah nope we're all figments of your imagination. You're actually really standing at the door. You just passed out and are hallucinating. Right. What? Yeah. Uh, so he follows up with, well, you know, I wasn't sure. I didn't see any show times and what, you know, I don't, I didn't know if you guys were back open yet or not. Or I'm but, like, you know, he didn't see the show times that are on the TVs in the box office right. that he walked, had to walk past to get to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he got into the building should have been his best yeah. indicator that we were open. Because uh, we don't unlock those doors unless we are open for business. Period. Yeah. But whatever. Seemed like a confused old man. Wasn't like I'm just, I'm old just old. literally using my mask to hide and try not to laugh out loud. Yeah. Oh, I gave him the look. Like, are you are you serious? Like, am I on a prank then, show? Like, what's going on? And then he was like, "How are we supposed to know what's playing? You walked yeah. past the show times that were up front." That's how you know what's playing. Yeah. We almost hit the full bingo card because he almost, I feel like he wanted to say that we needed to start advertising in the newspaper again. Oh, Lord. So, get our showtimes out there, which has been, that, that was a complaint from long, long ago when uh, our previous company actually stopped doing showtimes in the newspaper. We, meant, we were talking about that that day, and I realized, knock on wood, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they finally understood that it's it's not going to happen. Right. Yes. You need to get with technology. Now, whether that means they've just accepted that it's not going to happen or whether they've realized that it's it's not worth it because people right. don't really pay that close attention to the newspaper anymore if they even get the newspaper. Right. I don't know, but. Yeah. Uh, my theory is that every person that complained about that, because they were all geriatrics anyway, they are definitely shuffled off this mortal coil, and so we'll never hear from them again. That's my theory on it. I was going to say they're all in a nursing home or assisted living where they're not allowed to leave. I mean, they're pra that's practically dead anyway. Let's, let's be real. So, and it's okay. I can say that. My, my grandmother was in a nursing home before she passed, so it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> and, I, don't, I don't really have any grandparents left. Yeah, well, except, was, right, except for my dad's stepmom. That's that's all that's left. Yeah, I was gonna say if that's the joke that sends me to hell, I've got a whole resume like just waiting for me when I get there. Like, <laughs> this is it. This is what puts you over, and I go, that's it. 
Not the other one. That's, are you sure that's, that's the one? Cool. Joking about my dead grandmother. Okay, cool. Like that's okay. You know what? I'll take that. You know? Uh, yeah. So anyway, we had that. Uh, I actually had, I actually had one uh, the other day. I was working with our boss and this dude had come in and he was asking about uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Mm-hmm. So as most of you guys that listen to us know, most of our theater chain or theater chains out there are refusing to play movies that are going day and date onto VOD as well as the theatrical release. And that would include Bill and Ted face the yeah. music. However, couple theaters in the area are showing it on their screens and it is available on VOD for you. However, our chain in particular decided to play it at one location. One, the drive-in. So it's one of two movies that you can go see there along with New Mutants. Okay, that's weird. Why didn't we go ahead and get it? But, oh, I like, I didn't understand. What, here's what really confused me, though. And I'm totally sidetracking here. What really confused me is we wound up getting... We don't sidetrack on this show. What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? No, it's not called My Drunk Movie Theater for a reason. <laughs> uh, so, no. We got a movie last week that is also on VOD right now. I can go pull it up on my TV. Fatima, or Fatima, or Fatima, or whatever. whatever. I've been saying uh, Fatima. The, Fatima. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, this this uh, faith based movie is what it is, starring Harvey Keitel. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was available on streaming or video I've been meaning to text you about it because I was shocked by it. But uh, yeah, it is available uh, on demand. So I'm sitting there going. I, I mean, I'm not super surprised though because our our particular chain seems to particularly like showing faith based movies. Yeah, they, so they they tend they to do well tend to sell us. decently yeah. for us. So and that that one hasn't really been an exception, right? Um, we had a group of ten people come in last night to go yeah. to that one. Yeah, randomly. Yeah, when I worked Tuesday, I think I had like nine or ten or twelve during like the four o'clock show. So usually at least one show that does decently a day. Yeah. So, which, granted, those are decent numbers in the time of the Rona. So, yeah. Uh, normally, it's like, oh, dude, that's huge for right now. Yeah. So, Generally, outside of Tenet and that, it's been mostly like less than ten each. Like, yeah. it's not unusual to see two, four, empty. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think I collectively cleaned fifteen screens out of mm-hmm. like thirty showings right yesterday so right but i guess my confusion stems from the fact that like i said both movies are available yeah. vod okay business but they wise, but they are playing the faith-based one and boycotting bill and ted but not really boycotting it because not really right yeah yeah when and and here's here's my issue okay i could care less if they're playing fatima or whatever i've heard it pronounced 18 different times i, I know I don't know what it is. So until I hear an actual official pronunciation from somebody, I'm just going to go with it. That damn movie. We're, we were showing, or I think as of like tonight's the last night for it, but we were showing the last two Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. One of those spaces could have been freed up. And yes, today is the last day. Yeah. One of those spaces could have been freed up for Bill and Ted face the music. Hell, both of those spaces could have been freed up. We could have played two shows of that. 
uh, and just see what it did, you know? Um, yeah. You know, anyway, so back to this, because it is about Bill and Ted. Did have a guy come in and was asking about it, and we told him, we're not showing it. We know, we yeah. know for a fact that our here's, drama is showing it. Here's the deal. Yeah, and we know of two other locations in the city that are showing it. So yeah. otherwise, we're typically not going to show something that's also on VOD. Yeah. And this guy goes, oh, man, is that the drive-in? And I, we go, yeah, like, what's wrong with the drive-in? Uh, apparently, he was upset because we're not, we're charging however much per car load that we're charging, which, mm -hmm. whatever. That's, that's cheaper than it usually is, because usually it's, it's per head, not per car. Right. So, anyway, so we're charging that, and we're not doing the double features like we, like we oh. normally would. Yeah. That, so, you know, you pay, you pay the fee, you get two movies, you know, you're there until pa well past midnight. His complaint was, well, the drive-in theater doesn't know what the drive-in theater is all about anymore because they're only playing the one movie instead of the two and this, that, and the other. And I'm going, dumbass, you do understand. There's, there's a pandemic going on. Right. And if we show two movies, we're vastly increasing and practically guaranteeing that every single person there is going to go pee at least once right if we show one movie there's a decent chance that a lot of those people will not use the, the public bathroom at any point right you know pee before they leave the house and they will pee when they get home yeah therefore we were reducing because i've been in that bathroom sadly and it's very small yep i think the women's had like three stalls literally yeah maybe four maybe i, I don't i'm pretty sure it was three though and like two sinks like it's tiny yeah and you want to pack how many people in through there every night yeah no yeah no it it just the like i said he said that and i just i looked at him like he had grown a second head right on the spot like i had someone complaining about the drive-in the other day because i guess they didn't realize they were they thought the drive-in was still operating off of rules based on the first weekend they were open where you oh. couldn't leave your car so he was like yeah it's just stupid you can't leave your car it's like uh they have they, they did that the first week but the that was one of the first things they got rid of you yeah. can leave your car you just have to stay away from other people right you just have to maintain social distance and you can he was like oh oh i didn't know that yeah yeah maybe if you read the website dumbass check a facebook page all right yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's that was this guy's complaint that we're not doing double features over there and therefore have, quote, lost the meaning of the drive-in. And I went, no, I don't think so. Well, well that's not how that works. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that was, that was amongst the stupid shit I got to hear. But uh, you got to deal with one, or was it you? Or uh, one of our other coworkers. The email complaint from from the auditorium. Oh no, I was not working that night. Okay, so one of our other coworkers, and this has happened to us before. Yeah. Uh, somebody, oh, it's happened several times. Oh yeah, uh, and this is this is going to be our PSA to you guys uh, listening for when you do eventually go back to the theaters, be it today, this weekend, next week, next month, whenever, whenever you yeah. decide you're going to go back. Uh, if you have a complaint get off your dead ass and on your dying feet, walk out the fucking movie theater, go to the concession stand and get a manager or let somebody know. We will come and handle it, period. Because here's the thing. If you decide you're going to 
email this company or any company about an issue that you're having halfway through the movie, we will not get that passed on to us. And that's the thing. That's the thing I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. Because it's just the form on our website. He probably thought that it was going to someone at corporate who was going to take care of, you know, because he was asking for a refund for disruptive teenagers. And he probably thought that he would send off this email and somehow they would magically have all his info and he would get a refund and that would be that. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you complain about a particular theater and something happening in a particular theater, and again, I can only speak for our company, but I'd be willing to bet that every single chain does this. As soon as whoever is set up to receive that that note from the mm-hmm. website, chances are they're going to turn around and they're going to email it back to the theater. Yeah. Now here's the thing: if we're busy, if we're helping people, we're not checking. Our how email. often do you think we're checking email? Yeah. It might you might be out of the building before we even see it. In this particular case, it took 20 minutes from the time the initial email was received by the person at home office that sent it to us and the time it appeared in our inbox. Yeah. I don't know how long it took for him to submit it and it to reach that person. But either way, it was at least 20 minutes before it made it back to us. Yeah. So, so. let's Let's go back into this email. It was during New Mutants, which is only a 90-minute movie. Yeah, he was, he was already halfway through before yeah. we even, it even reached anybody. Right. So factor in, okay, so you factor in the trailers, it's maybe an hour 45, hour 50. Okay. Yeah. You're emailing us halfway through the movie. We don't get it until at least 20 minutes later, if not later. And you're demanding a refund while you're emailing and which, by the way, having your phone out lights everything up in a dark ass theater. Yep. Congratulations. You played yourself because now you're disrupting the movie for other people. Yep. You caused a disturbance as well. Right. Sorry. So now two wrongs don't make a right and you're not getting a refund. So let that be a lesson to you. If you have an issue... And I feel like we've been saying this from the beginning of this show. If you have an issue, come get a fucking manager. Period. And and there's always people like, well, I thought that you'd be walking auditoriums and checking on things. Okay. Okay. Under normal pre-pandemic circumstances, yes, our employers are supposed to be periodically walking to theaters. Here's the thing. Even when that was the case, we have 16 theaters and at any given time, we have at most maybe three or four people who are cleaning shows and are responsible for that. And that's when they're not cleaning shows. They cannot be in there all the time. Yeah, It's just not possible. Fast forward to now, pandemic time. We have only three or four people, usually three, sometimes two. On the weekdays I've been working, it's only two of us that are running the entire building. Yeah, We cannot walk theaters. We no. just can't. No. And even still, again, we cannot be in there all the time. And if we don't witness something, we can't do anything about it unless you tell us something is happening. So if we walk into a theater and everything seems fine and then we leave, as far as we know, everything's fine. But if you have people that are talking that just happen to not talk while we're in there, we have no idea it's going on. So if you submit an email later or even during the movie, there's not much we can do. And also, if you wait till you're halfway through the movie and be like, I demand a refund, it ain't happening because there's a time frame on when you can get a refund. Yep. 
Also, if you're that upset that you're going to demand a refund, you can get off your happy ass and you can walk out and you can get your refund and leave the building because you don't get to watch the entire movie and get a refund. Right. In that case, we would be like, here's a pass to see another show. Yeah. Sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, for me, it, once you have disrupted the movie for other people, you have just negated a refund, a free pass, anything. Yeah. Uh, other than uh, I, I'll come check on it, but you need to stay. Like, I seriously, I wasn't even working, and I just wanted to email which, the person. Which I asked about it, and they said that they walked into that theater and stood there for several minutes, and absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. There was no disturbances. There was no sound. Nothing. Nothing right. was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I told you guys I just wanted to email them back and go, okay, get off your fucking phone during the movie. Like, <laughs> Right. I, can't, I can't deal with the stupidity anymore. It's, yeah. I, I told my grandmother this uh, probably about a month or so ago that I think one of the symptoms of Rona is exacerbated ignorance and stupidity. Could be. So far, I have not been proven wrong yet. So, <laughs> yeah. I also had to deal with an annoying customer this week, though. Ooh, what's your story? You already know this story. I probably do. Um, I had a, an old lady walk in. And she, it's one of those, you understand what her problem is within two seconds, but she has to ramble for five minutes about her life story before she, they allow you to talk, mm -hmm. which just annoys me and makes me want to help them less because I could have helped them and had them out the door already, but they're still talking. Yeah. Apparently they had bought tickets for St. Patrick's Day. You're already laughing because literally the night before St. St. Patrick's Day is when our county decided to implement a mandatory shutdown starting on St. Patrick's Day. So we had to scramble to take care of stuff. Well, this lady felt the need to tell me that they could have gone to the movie Monday, but Tuesday was, was the cheap day. So they went, they bought tickets for Tuesday and then we shut down. Okay. <laughs> Do you want a cookie? Right. <laughs> you were a cheapskate? I, I, what do you want from me? Yeah. So she says that she's been trying to find out when we were open and been trying to call again, how many times we have to tell you and take, we've, we've taken like pretty much every phone number off of everywhere, but people still are like, I tried to call you. I'm like, how many times do we have to tell you people yeah. we don't have a phone? Right. We are not, we have too many, generally have too many customers to be on the phone constantly answering stupid questions. Here's my question. And we can't do anything you want us to do over the phone anyway. Right. But we can't do question. refunds, we can't sell tickets, we can't do anything over the phone. Okay, but here is my one question. Why, oh why, in crikey fuck, would you be calling a business that you know is closed during a pandemic yeah. and therefore probably has nobody, not one fucking soul, except for maybe a goddamn church mouse right. inside the building? Like, right. why would you call? Also, if you if you visit our uh, face our Facebook page, our website, there's plenty of ways to contact the company yeah. about a refund on your tickets. Yeah, you, you didn't do any of it, or ask anyone to help you. Like I get it. Okay, you do. You probably too old. You don't understand a computer because there's people like that. Right. I don't get these computers. I refuse to use it. Okay, fine, but <laughs> ask someone to help you then because this is the right. way the world works. I'm sorry. Yeah. Adapt. Yeah. So she's just rambling about how. Her daughter was up from, I think it was Tulsa and her, with her grandkids and they were, they were going to go see, I still believe. <laughs> oh, I she still four believe tickets. they are dumbasses, but okay. And she's, and I'm, I'm trying to explain to her that I can't do a refund. 
we our system is not able to process refunds past the, that day yeah. and even still i'm pretty sure that in these situations whenever there's we we have provisions for like you know national disasters and whatnot but generally we say within 30 days yeah and even still even if you say okay 30 days from the time we were open we've been like open to the public for public shows to walk up and buy a ticket since july this was Monday, so August 31st. It's been well past 30 days that we've been open. Yeah. And she could have at any time swung by on a weekend and looked and see that we were open. Like, she had ample opportunity. She just didn't. Right. And so I'm explaining to her that I can't, especially since they had come up and bought them in person. Yeah. Now, if anyone that bought tickets online, uh, our home office went through and automatically refunded everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you had bought, you know, in per cash in person or through the kiosk or whatever, you would have had to contact somebody. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so she's gone on and on. And the thing that got me, she kept throwing out this, this line of, well, it's not my fault you shut down. It not took everything in me not to turn around and go, it's not our fault either. Yeah. We did not choose to shut down. The I government told us we had to shut down. <laughs> And not only that, we were told we had to shut down with practically no notice. Yeah. What were we supposed to do? Yeah. Especially since you bought it with cash in person. We have no way to contact you. You made no effort to contact us. Right. You don't get to walk up five months later and expect your cash back. It don't work that way. And so I kept telling her she could have, a, you know, I was going to get her passes. And she kept talking about, well, I really wanted the, the money back. I was like, well, our system does not allow us to, you can't make an exception. Our system does not allow us to do that. I am not shorting my drawer just because you are too, too lazy to make this happen. Not my fault. Right. You like to say, not my fault. It wasn't my fault. Yeah. And I was like, I could email them. You could wait a couple days just for them to be like, no, sorry, here's a pass. Yeah. Or I could just go handy passes right now. Well, I just, I don't know if there's going to be anything I want to see. I was like, ma'am. And I told her at first, I thought that they expired at the end of 2021. Turns out they don't expire until December 31st, 2022. Right. I was like, you have over two years to use these. Yeah. And I didn't even give her like the normal one. I gave her one of the higher ones, just to try to make her happy yeah i was like you have over two years to you to find something you would like to see and use them yeah something will come out in two years yeah that you Surely. want to see truly and if not and i had to end up listing off all the movies we were playing at the time of course her interest peaked at, at fatima of course yeah and uh, she was asking me all these questions about how long we were going to play it and i'm like i don't know right I was like, I can tell you we're playing it through this day. We'll probably have it another week. Don't know beyond that. Yeah. Uh, this is the way the world works. Sorry. Right. And she, but she, even after I gave her the passes, she still kept rambling and whining about it wasn't her fault we shut down. Da, da, and I'm just like, go away. I yeah. give you passes. I give you more than that. It's not my fault I shut down either. Right. Uh, yeah, no. That. Uh, All my- you had to do was you talk to your daughter and be like, hey, can you help me? And the daughter could have gone, found our website, emailed somebody, Yep. And they probably would have taken care of you on the spot. You yeah. could have had this resolved 
before March even ended. Yeah. But you sat with your thumb up your butt for five months, yeah. and then I expect me to just hand you cash. Yeah. Not the way this works. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you guys are listening and you want to hear more stories about uh, people who want to sit there and go, well, it's not my fault you're shutting down, go back to our episode titled, It's the End of the World as We Know It, But We Feel Fine, uh, in which I tell about the night that we had to shut down because I got the notice from a customer, no less, uh, who was getting refunds for her tickets for the next day, which would be St. Patrick's Day. Uh you know, and then I had another woman that I had to deal with uh, that I wound up telling, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're real concerned about the, the $3 service charge while I'm over here worried about how I'm going to pay my fucking yeah. bills while I'm laid off. Right. Right. Uh, anyway. Well, that I, I, I had another story. I don't remember if I told you about this or not, but it happened to be a day that our district manager was in the building. Yeah. And this guy come up, this guy and his buddy come up and they were watching something. I don't remember what, because this was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's one of our restaurant movies. And he just casually mentions that he had gotten a ticket to see, we had a bunch of retro nights scheduled for the year. Yeah. They usually schedule the year almost completely in advance. And one of them was supposed to be, I think it was the first Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. in anticipation of the new Fast and Furious. Right. Well, this guy said that he had he bought a ticket to that and he never got a refund because, again, he shut down. Yeah. I was like, okay, do you, like, I... I start trying to figure, I was like, well, I thought all that was taken care of, but let, you know, I give me one second. So I asked our DM and he was like, just get his info. Cause I was like, do you want me to just give him your email address? And he goes, no, get the normal e- info. Like you would have refunded and I'll take care of it. I was like, okay, well then our DM left. And so I go back to the guy cause he was on his way out. So we're after the guy and I was like, okay, I need some info from you. So I'm like, what day did you buy the ticket? He goes, well, I think the movie was on this, was like around here this day somewhere. Mm-hmm. it's not what I asked but whatever right. I was like what's the last four digits of the card you used uh, I don't know which one I used it was either this one or this one how much was the total uh, I think it was about this somewhere I was like I need exact info yeah and he was like I I, I mean I, I had I carried the ticket around for a while in my wallet but it was all worn it's all worn out now and I don't have it on me Mm-hmm. I, I he didn't get anything because I can't help him. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, if you guys are listening but, and and need need to know what you need to do to get refunds and all that, just bring back. It's just like going to to Walmart and getting a refund done. Bring back everything you've got. That's the only every piece of info. Know what card yeah. you used if you used a card. Yeah, because we can't narrow it down. Know what day that you purchased it know what day you purchased the ticket for especially if you're getting refund right. for something in advance and we need because we don't need it's not necessarily what day the movie was for we need to know what day you made the purchase right and we need to know what you're because and the reason we asked for the last four digits is that's how we look up the transaction yeah the date the the price and the last four digits of the card is yeah. how they look it up to refund it so if you don't have that info we have no way to look it up right we can't help you yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I feel like we've had a guy like that before and he was really just trying to scam us. Cause like he'd bought a, uh, what was it? Angel has fallen last year. Uh, I will say I did look, I did look and we did have one showing of fast and furious that was still in the system with two tickets sold. Okay. Well, that that was purchased cool. on the kiosk. Ah, see. 
but again, he didn't have the info we needed. And uh, there was no, because he bought it at the kiosk, there was no way for me to look up contact info. Right. Or any sort of info. It literally just said, purchase the kiosk. So I'm like, I can't even verify that that was his purchase. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just funny to me what people will try and, and do and try and get away with to get whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the, the longer we go on, I'm just sitting here going, man. I really kind of enjoyed my vacation from, from idiots. So, but hey, here we are. So, all right. You want to move on to some movie news? It's kind of light this week, uh, but we do have a big topic for discussion um, in the second half of the show because we got into it last night. So. Don't say it like that. You make it sound like we had an argument. We, no, no, no. We didn't. It was we, we, we just got had into, a, a discussion that we got two seconds into, and you went, "This is a podcast discussion." Yeah, and and yeah. So we're going to be rehashing a lot of what we were saying last night. It was it wasn't an argument. It was a, yeah. it was a friendly discussion. When you use the phrase "got into it," it has a certain connotation with it. Oh no, no, no. There's it, it makes it sound like we had an argument. We didn't. It wasn't even like anywhere near that. It was literally just discussing. Yeah. Discussing, uh, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Right, right. So, so when it ca- so hold on, I want to, I want to clarify. Like even discussion seems like, like there's a connotation with it that, that right. shouldn't be there. So hold on. So there's literally there are, just a conversation. So there are there are two ways I say got into it. Uh, uh, okay, and you'll you you can definitely tell the difference as to which one I'm talking about. So this is this is a little inside baseball for you guys inside the mind of, of Kyle Sutton. If I say so, it's yeah, a scary so place to be. Yeah. Oh, it's a terrifying place, and I live here. Uh, so if I sit there and I say, yeah, we were talking about this last night. We just, you know, we got into it and just went, went through this whole conversation. That means, okay, we had a discussion. It was friendly. It was light. If I say we fucking got into it last night, that's a fight. That is a straight up argument. And that's how you need to know. Like you will hear, you will hear the annoyance when I say got into it. Like there's a special emphasis. Like you'll sit there and go, oh, fuck Sutton got into it with somebody oh no so as opposed to oh yeah we had this conversation we got into it so anyway uh but yeah um and it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal because I'll go ahead and tell you it's about Chadwick Boseman it's about Black Panther 2 um and we we will talk about it later in the show uh but for right now we're going to focus on the other side of of Disney's vast empire Mulan so we're recording here on September 3rd if you are one of those that wants to go ahead and drop $30 to watch it tomorrow, be one of the first ones to see it on Disney Plus, that's your prerogative. I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm just going to sit there. And, I'm not doing it. The reason I'm not doing it is to be a lot of heavy size and rolling the eyes, but yeah. uh, and if you watch it, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. That's that's what I'm going to tell you. I hope it's good, like for you. I I can already tell you my view of it's going to be tainted wow. just because of everything that go went on with uh with this disney uh in our industry um so yeah so and i'm so attached to the original that i'm like i don't know yeah i'm i'm not i'm not nearly as attached so i was really looking forward to it um so yeah so it premieres tomorrow you can spend 30 dollars. you can have access to it tomorrow and that's all well and good or if you there is another piece of information that disney is being very quiet about and i joke i joke i should not have let off with that i should have let off with the second half of this information if you are like me and you want to save yourself thirty dollars or if you're like us and you're pissed off at disney for not putting it in theaters to begin with december 4th 
December 4th is your day. That's when you will be able to watch it on Disney+. Plus. That's the day I'm planning to watch it on Disney+. Plus. When it opens up, it goes from the premiere access tier, whatever, to just yeah. the normal which, Disney+. Plus. Which, by the way, the more I read about the premiere access tier, the more I find it to be a load of bullshit. Because you're going to have access to the movie regardless of whether or not you spend that $30. It's just, do you want to spend... You just get it earlier. Right. And you, you spend, have to spend money for it. Yeah, that's the question. No. Do you want to pay $30 and watch it tomorrow? Or do you want to wait three months and watch it as part of your regular $7.99 subscription fee? I honestly I can wait hope, till December. Yeah. And that's, that's so, so that's where I'm getting kind of frustrated with all the news. And like I said, I'm guilty of it just now, but we're having this whole conversation about it. And I'm putting emphasis on December 4th. Yeah, because they're all about, you know, it comes out the 4th, at the 4th, September 4th, September yeah. 4th. Oh, by the way, it's going to be there December, December, September 4th, spend $30. Like. Right, right. So, you know, I like I said, I've already waited, because it was supposed to come out in March. I've already waited this long. I can wait three more months. Yeah. You know, and like I said, we already have a biased view just because we work in the theater industry. We were banking, our company was banking on that movie to come out like the entire industry was banking on that movie and tenant to come out and yeah. help us out of this funk with so, the pandemic to also give a little insight i feel like we've talked about this before on the show but just in case you're not a you know long time listener there's it's it's a little different like there's a lot of movies that have gone to streaming that we haven't been quite as angry about as yeah. we have this particular one because it's disney and the reason we say that is because of all the studios out there, Disney has the most power. Yeah. And it's the one studio that movie theaters bend over backwards. Disney dictates so much. Like they will tell us, like when every time like a Star Wars comes out, they will tell us it has to run in our biggest premium large format theater for minimum four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks in our largest theater. Right at a high traffic time, mm -hmm. regardless of how well it's doing. Yeah. If it tanks after the first two weeks and it's doing two people a show and we have theaters that are selling out other movies, we cannot move it. Yeah. It has to stay in there. Yeah. And this is normal. They do this for Marvel. They do this for all of their big shows. They dictate where things can be and how long they can be there. And we say, yes, sir, we will do that because we, yeah. we have to. Yeah, when it when it comes to the mouse. And so for them to turn around and be like, well, screw you. We're going to put it on streaming. Sorry. Right. Especially after we do so much of the advertising for them. They send us all of this advertising material that we have up in our building. Yeah. With the expectation, which we don't make any money off of. We don't, you know, it's sent to us with the expectation of, yes, we'll help advertise your movie with the understanding that we are going to show it and we will be able to make some money off of it. Yeah. Now you've just pulled that out from under us at a time where we are hurting most. Yeah. When we desperately need every movie we can get that people want to come see. Yeah. You just took that away from us. Yeah. You, like it literally hurts us. Right. That's yeah. why we're so angry with more, more angry about this one compared to some of the others. Right. Um, you know, you, you heard how, if you guys listened to the show, you heard how pissed off we were with Universal with their saying that they were going to look more into the VOD option for some of their mid-tier to a little bit bigger budget just because Trolls did okay. 
um, you know, you have to think about what what properties these these studios own, and then think about how bad you want to see them on the big screen. Mulan being an obvious one. When it comes to Universal, uh, obviously the Fast and Furious franchise is one. Uh, they actually have the international distribution rights to the newest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Um, you know, they and they fought to get that, and I don't know how long that that contract extends if it's just the one movie or what. Um, but uh, you know, they've got Minions, they've got Despicable Me, they've got uh, they now have DreamWorks. Uh, so they, if you wanted to see a new a new Shrek movie or whatever, they've got in the pipeline with them. You know, if you want to see it on the big screen, you're kind of at their mercy too. So, you know, it it's bad for us and as as employees in the the exhibition industry, it's bad for the consumer for those that actually like going to the movies that want to see the movies the way that the the um, that the directors and the filmmakers all intended it to be seen. And I will harp on that until my dying breath. It's the hill I will die on. For Disney to do this, yeah, it was absolutely shameful. Uh, I understand the why, because money talks and bullshit walks. Uh, they, you know, I said on one of our last couple shows, they took their first quarterly loss in 20 years, you know, this last quarter. And again, I get it. You want to recoup as much money as possible. Theme parks are, you know, just now yeah. reopening. But instead of being like, okay, this is a temporary setback, yeah. you know, while, you know, there's shit going on in the world, we'll bounce back. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, let's help movie theaters reopen. Right. Make some money. And they, it seemed like that was going to happen because they opened up the vault and they allowed us to show a lot of retro titles, which it is notoriously difficult to convince Disney to, like, let you dig into the vault to show older yeah. movies. Like, we don't do... Disney owned titles for retro nights. No. We we work with certain studios a lot and does we never get Disney ones. Yeah. Because they just don't they they usually I my guess is cost. It costs too much yeah. to convince them to open it up that we it's not feasible. So at first we're like, oh cool, like Disney's opening up their vault and letting us show some of their retro titles. Like that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then they turned around and did this and we're like, why? Yeah. We will give up, I can guarantee you, we would give up every single one of those Disney-owned retro titles we showed to get Mulan. Right. In yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah. And, you know, we're, uh, we're both, like, we, you know, I, I, I say we, and I'm speaking for you, uh, we love the Disney stuff. Like, yeah. we've, had, we've had extensive conversations about Disney. And, you know. It's, I have issues with some of their, I say some, a lot of their business practices, but I enjoy their content. That's why I have Disney Plus. I, I grew up on Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I, you know, like I said, I, Crystal and I, we, we adore going to the Disney parks. We, you know, we, we watch the Disney movies. You know how much I love Star Wars. You, you and I both enjoy the MCU. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's why we have, yeah, you're right. That's why we have Disney Plus. So for them to do this, not only was it, you know, a kick in the a dick, a kick in the dick, you know, during a pandemic, it felt like a personal slap in the face from yep. Disney, from a company that I have, I have, you know, watched everything, almost everything that they've put out for 32 years, for my entire life. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got treated. And that's what pissed me off. And that's why we're telling you guys, 
if you go ahead and want, you know, pay the 30 bucks, that's fine. I'm not mad at you. I get it. You want to see the movie. You're probably dying for something to watch and you don't want to go to the movie theaters right now because you're just not sure it's safe. I get it. I absolutely get it. I do. What I'm going to ask of you is just consider, just consider waiting until December 4th. Let Disney know that this shit's not okay. It's only three months. You've, yeah. you've waited this long. It's already been five months since we were supposed to get it in the first place. Four months? Four months. So, five months. I don't know. Yeah. Time doesn't have meaning anymore. It doesn't. So. If you could just wait another three months, it could potentially send a big message to Disney. Yeah. Hey, this is not okay. You need to movie theaters. Yeah. Because if they don't make their money back doing this, Right. You better believe that they're going to think long and hard before they think about doing this again. Yeah. Well, think about this too. So let's be honest. Mulan's going to make its money back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Be it through this streaming idea, through television deals, you know, to get it on cable, you know, or consider this, the international market. That movie's releasing in China this week. It's oh, yeah. releasing it's, all it's across It's going to explode all across China. Yeah. Now, granted, how they release it. Right. Now, granted, the U.S. has definitely fucked up the entire pandemic response. That's we fair. probably deserve to yeah. be punished for that. However, however, think about that. Because they're wanting to put that out there, because we're, we're sitting here struggling, we're getting punished and having to buy it at home or wait three months, the rest of the world gets to watch it, too. And they get to watch it the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah. So... And, that, and I can tell that, you right now, if you're considering coming at us on social media about, well, well, I have a big family and it's cheaper for us to do it this way than go to the movies, cool. Do it. Do it. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Not you. But that's not the case for everybody. And it's not fair to aid in hurting movie theaters just to aid your, ba- your, your pocketbook a little bit. Because right. it's not like this is a necessity. Right. You don't have to watch this movie. Yeah. You just don't. And my other thought to that too is, you know, think 20 years ago, you couldn't afford to take your family to the movie theater. Yeah. Okay. You waited six months. Movie came out on video, DVD, whatever, you know, VHS and DVD, pay-per-view even. You only spent five bucks to go and rent it. And also, if you're sitting here talking about, oh, it's so much cheaper for you to do it this way, think about it from our perspective. Yeah. We generally see movies for free because that's, that's I mean, we, we make sure the, the building runs and you have movies to watch in the movie theater. So as a thank you to us, just beyond our, you know, our paycheck, we get to watch movies for free. So this is a movie we were anticipating seeing for free and then eventually being on Disney Plus later on down the road. Right. And now you're telling us the only way for us to see it is to spend $30? Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, and like I said at the start of this rant, $30 for a movie that they, they were so big to tell you, it's $30 and you get to keep it for as long as you have your Disney Plus account. Yeah, because it's going to be available December 4th to everybody. So everybody will have access to it. Mm-hmm. I honestly will say this. Like I said, I'm not going to be mad at you. If you need something to entertain your kids or you're that desperate for a new movie to watch and you don't want to go to the theater, great. I get it. Buy it. Go ahead. 
outside of that, if you were just doing this to stick it to the theater industry because you had a bad experience one time with a teenager that was being a little shit. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Again, you've played yourself because you just spent $30 for a movie that you're going to have access to as part of in your three account months. in three months. For no extra fee. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for, for what's supposed to be kind of a lighthearted show, that got real dark real quick because we were just like, fuck you, Disney. 2020, shit happens. It is, right? Um, <laughs> so, moving on, uh, The Batman. We gushed about it in our last episode. We were so excited after watching a trailer made up of what has been shot so far, which is only 25 to 30% of the film. And then we got news today. Now, apparently, production is shut down again on the Batman because somebody in the cast and or crew tested positive for COVID. Now, this is where it gets a little wonky because sources have been cited as confirming. If you asked WB, mm-hmm. they just say somebody. They don't, I don't think they even specify cast versus crew. Just right. somebody involved with the Batman production, production tested mm-hmm. positive. That person is uh, quarantining as they're supposed to, and production has been shut down. Yeah. Now, somebody is claiming it's a certain person. You ask the representatives, and which Robert Pattinson. You ask anyone who has tried to contact Robert Pattinson's representation to confirm this mm-hmm. has been met with no response. Right. So any reports you're seeing that it's confirmed that it's Robert Pattinson, um, somebody needs to go explain to Vanity Fair what confirmed means because right. an anonymous source is not official confirmation. Right. But an anonymous, you know, I don't remember the phrasing now off the top Trusted of my head, but huh, uh, yeah, highly respected source has confirmed that it's Robert Pattinson. Right. Okay, give me a name and their job and how they know, and then I'll consider considering that right now that all being said you know the press is actually you know the press has worked this way for years and years not just on the entertainment side but also in the political realm and the news story realm and that's privacy of right all of the people versus now now is it is it probably it's probably Robert Pattinson, yes. But. Yes, it is. It is very highly likely, not because of anything that he's done. It's just, you have, I'm, I'm a firm believer in when, where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay. But until Warner Brothers or Pattinson's representatives come out and say it, yeah. I feel like we need to ease back on using the word confirmed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my issue. You, you can yeah. say reportedly Robert Pattinson has yes. COVID and I would not be mad at you. Yes. Allegedly is my favorite word. Yeah, allegedly. It's yeah. a great word. But the fact that, and I'm going to call out Vanity Fair just right off the bat. Vanity Fair is straight up saying it's confirmed and people are reporting that. They're saying Vanity Fair is confirmed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not confirmed. Right. Unless the WB or Robert Pattinson's representation says, yes, he has it. It is not confirmed. Yeah. Stop using that word. Right. Reportedly, and allegedly are great words. Use them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if he doesn't want to tell you that he has COVID, that's his right. Yeah. Uh, There's a little thing called HIPAA. He's not required to tell you. True. No one's uh, required to tell you. Yeah. Um, 
interestingly enough, on the day that we find this out earlier in the day, I don't know if you saw this, we did have confirmation that somebody else in Hollywood caught COVID-19. Oh, yeah. And it is one Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, apparently his, and, entire, his wife and kids all have it, yeah, too? everybody had it. Uh, apparently had or got, has? Huh? Had or has? Uh, my understanding was had when oh. I read it. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm going to admit I saw headlines and I didn't actually read any articles yeah. about it. So I thought it was current, but okay. Um, yeah, I, hold on. I'll I did. Just because we've been too serious, I did have to interject that I saw a tweet that someone said he found out, he, he realized he had it because he couldn't smell what he was cooking. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I wish I could tell you who, what, it, I saw that on a Fantastic. tweet somewhere and I, I don't know who, I, I didn't catch who it was, but it made yeah. me laugh. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, so this is coming from the New York Times. A very reputable source. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, the actor and former wrestler known as The Rock, announced on Instagram on Wednesday that he and his family had recently tested positive for the coronavirus. Okay. Mr. Johnson, I can't get past that Mr. Johnson. He's The Rock to me. He will lay up the smacketh down on anybody that calls him Mr. Uh, is 48. Did you know that? He's 48? I did not. He looks good. Yeah. He looks damn good. Uh, he said that they had become infected around two and a half weeks ago from very close family friends. He called it one of the most challenging and difficult things we have ever had to endure as a family, but added that he and his family were now on the other end of it and were healthy and no longer contagious. So yeah. Good. Um, so yeah, had past tense, but yes. recently, so. Yes. Um, yeah. I, you know, we, we've talked, I think we've talked quite a few times about on the show about people catching coronavirus and they all wind up being celebrities and whatnot. And it's because they, they yeah. travel around, they go see all this. Yeah. They have contact with lots it, of people. This sounds like they were just hanging out at home or at somebody else's house and caught it. Which yep. just shows you exactly how serious we probably should still be taking this. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's why... That's why it bothers me every time people are like, especially with the, the news that... Or I should say news. The misinterpretation of CDC data that's going around right now. People are like, see, only 6% are dying of COVID. Everyone else is dying of other things yeah mm. a you're completely misinterpreting that that's not the case right. but that's not what i that's not what i want to talk about yeah. b okay so you're you're back to your stick of it's only the sick and old that are dying yeah okay i challenge you if, if you think that way look at every single person in your life and that you come into contact with how many of them have any number of various medical issues how yeah. many of them are old and i'm talking about it, it's as simple as high blood pressure yeah which a large amount of americans have yeah. like a lot okay how many of those people are you willing to watch die yeah because that's what it comes to yeah you may be young and healthy and have no underlying symptoms but how many people are you going to give it to yeah before you realize what's going on and you take care of it right how many of those people are going to be among that list of the sick and elderly yeah. that are going to die and right. are you okay with that and if you're sitting here saying you're okay with that i don't want you anywhere near me yeah yeah no it's like i said because because it's not just people with comorbidities that that are dying yeah. off it's perfectly healthy people like uh i can't remember his name but the broadway actor that passed away last month that was only 40 uh there's been several young people that have died in their 20s. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, and again, I'm not, we're not a news show and we're not going to sit here and tell you exactly what you need to think, but we do want you to think critically about it because the rocks a perfectly healthy dude. Yeah. Came out that this, that this man, this piece of his entire family got sick. Yeah. His entire family. Yeah. If he's got it, and God forbid, like, I'm, I'm glad that they're over it and past the... the Not contagion. only got it, but he's sitting there going, man, that was awful. Yeah. Oh, no. When he's sitting there telling you, wear a mask, quit making it a political issue, you probably ought to listen. Not saying that you got to take all your information yeah. from celebrities, you shouldn't. But when they sit there and tell you from personal experience, it fucking sucks and nobody should catch it, it probably fucking sucks and you don't want to catch it. All right. The end. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it just, I read that this morning and I'm like, oh no, not, not the rock, <laughs> not, not, not the people's chip, right? No, it sounds like though he's gotten past it and he's going to drop yeah. the people's elbow on it. So um, we're glad to hear that. Uh, so wishing, wishing the rock and his family, uh, a continued recovery, speedy recovery. Yep. Uh, like I said, even though it sounds like the, we're past it, Robert Pattinson, if you do have it, we're not saying you do or don't. If you do have it, or whoever's got it on the Batman set, yeah. we hope that you get past it as well. Come out on it, come out of it, you know, okay and healthy. Um, the least of all, because we want to see the Batman completely completed. Uh, but because you know we actually care about people as human beings. So, yeah. um, real quick, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we got two reviews to do, and then we're gonna get on to the Chadwick Boseman topic. Uh, so we're gonna talk about New Mutants and Tenet which, ooh, ooh, I can't wait. Stick around. Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. Sorry, while we were taking a break, <laughs> real quick before we get into these reviews, the Karen Halloween mask has arrived, and she oh, is no. frightening. I think I'm gonna have to share oh, this no. on our Twitter page. Can you see that? L- lift it up. Raise it. Yeah. Oh, tilt it. I got reflection. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's about as good as it's gonna get. Although it's weird, I can see myself. That's disturbing. Right. That's nightmare fuel. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to share that on our, on our Twitter feed. Uh, holy shit, that's frightening. Uh, anyway, all right, so two, our, two of our, our newest movies to come out. So we, we've actually had a slew. So we started off with Unhinged, which we talked about last week briefly, before we watched New Moon, Mutants. Uh, and we were gonna do and we a, got a couple smaller ones that we didn't watch that. Yeah, uh, I really do want to watch the, the personal history of David, David Copperfield. Uh, yeah. Said words on bathroom walls was really good. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've got uh, we Fatima. Fatima, yeah, yeah, because uh, we still can't pronounce it right. Um, 
yeah, so we got all those. So there, there's actually a slew of stuff to actually go check out. Not, not nearly as many movies as you normally would find this time of year, but there, and there may be more we're unaware of. We don't always get all the True. like the limited releases. We're probably yeah. getting. I, I would be surprised if there was more than that because I feel like we're desperate for new content and they're taking everything they can get. So. Yep. And so, I feel like most, if studios are releasing anything, they're trying to get it on as many screens as they can. Yeah. So I don't uh, think there's any more than that, but yeah, there might be. Right. So uh, let's let's kick into New Mutants real quick. Um, we watched it last week. Um, it's not been getting kind reviews from the critics or audiences. Um, basic premises, basically, a, a group of kids wind up... Uh, finding out they have mutant powers and they're being studied at a at an old mental hospital uh in what looks like massachusetts i'm pretty sure that's where they filmed that uh, they don't really specify where it's at but it's not really important because it's basically this one like location that they're all locked down in um it looks like like the this the set looks like an old like 1800s sanatorium like yeah abandoned yeah that they've like just kind of moved into so right i i would guess someplace new england-ish Yep. it looks like yeah me. like i said it's yeah. and again what do i know i just watch too many ghost shows right right, right. <laughs> um yeah you've got uh alisa braga as uh dr reyes the the doctor that's supposed to be helping all of these these kids there um of course uh Maisie williams as uh uh rain oh, Ray, yeah rain, rain. Wolf rain yeah um actually a pretty decent cast of you know, mostly unknowns. I think the the biggest two biggest names in the whole movie are well, three biggest names: Alisa Braga, um, and then of course Maisie Williams, and then Charlie Heaton, who mm-hmm. everybody knows from uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Uh, oh, and then Anya Taylor Joy. Actually, she's oh, yeah, the yeah. biggest name in there because uh, yeah. she was great in Split and Glass. Yeah. Um, and she's done some other things this year too. She plays Ileana Rasputin or Magic. Uh, and then you have, uh, oh, I can't remember. Uh, sorry. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Uh, hold on. It started with, his last name started with a Z. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, was it Henry? It's like Henry Zaga? Yeah, Henry Zaga. Zaga. Zaga as, as Sunspot, Roberto. Um, and then Blue Hunt as Danielle Moonstone, uh, who, yeah. Basically, uh, the whole the whole movie I we watched it we really enjoyed it yeah right um, probably because we had a very low bar set <laughs> I did go in with very low expectations considering yeah, how many times movie's... it's been shuffled around for various reasons right no this movie was supposed to come out on my birthday two years ago I should have turned thirty and watched this well we would have been Mexico <laughs> I say we so. weren't in the country on your thirty yeah, so but the the release date had changed by then yeah so it wouldn't have mattered so it was supposed to come out then uh it finally finally got its release after being shuffled around several times um so yeah i i really dug it uh the vibe that when people ask me about it the vibe i tell people is um the breakfast club meets stephen king meets the x-men yeah and i think that's as close as you can really get i've talked to a couple of people who are like i don't like horror movies or i get scared easily and i'm like i wouldn't call it a horror movie it's got horror elements to it right but it's much more of like a kind of psychological thriller i would say yeah um like you said stephen king-esque i think is very good yeah 
Yeah. Well, Stephen King light because it is PG thirteen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Um, I said esque. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I. Well, first off, when whenever. I think my favorite X-Men movies are the ones that have, and kind of like with the MCU, are the ones that have kind of taken taken a different tone or shift in how they're doing things. Like X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 are great. Mm-hmm. Two phenomenal. Like X2 is actually the first X-Men movie I saw and I was like, holy shit, I missed out on the first one. X2 is still like one of the gold standards of superhero movies. I'm pretty uh, sure I saw the first X-Men at Ansel's house. Right. Uh, when yeah. we were in junior high. Right. But then uh, then you've got First Class, which is definitely a 60s spy movie with the X-Men dressing. So, yeah. uh, and it works. Logan is a fucking Western and is phenomenal. And then you have Deadpool, who's just Deadpool, uh, yeah. where he just goes straight action comedy with quite a bit of ass blood and guts. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a comic person, but like yeah. comic book reader, but I know the X-Men universe is vast. Yes. And there's all sorts of, of kind of ni- little niche corners yes. that you can pull from and set in just about any genre you want and yeah. any story you want and make it work. Right. Well, and that, like I said, that it doesn't have to be a superhero movie. Right. No, that, that applies to, to just Marvel in general too. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange definitely has more horror elements in the comics and I feel like that's something we're going to see in its sequel. Um, and that's yeah. something that they were pushing for. So, uh, yeah, no. So with this one, it definitely leans more into the psychological horror mm-hmm. realm. It's not overly scary, but it is darkly shot. There, uh, there is some so, creepy moments because, yeah. I mean, it has to do with our fears, pulling, you know, making them experience their fears. And there's these, I don't even know what you would call them, but men for lack of a better term oh, that smiley men yeah that, yeah. that it's it, kind of iliana's re, the way iliana remembers them yeah in her mind brought to life and it's that's that's kind of that's creepy but it, it's unsettling that would be i think the only thing that i would truly classify as horror only because yeah. they're creepy looking and they're yeah. like coming after them and it yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's literally it. Like everything else is just super intense. Right. Not to get into too spoilery, spoilery of territory, but when you kind of get uh, Rain's fear mm-hmm. um, and and what's kind of motivating her and, and driving her to uh, to get get past what she considers her illness, mm-hmm. uh, that's horrifying uh, to yeah. me. To me, uh, and that's because it's something that definitely happens in the real world we talk about iliana you know the way she remembers it as a child mm-hmm. is also terrifying um like they're they're very separately but very rooted in in real world yeah. actual you know fears um yeah i mean these these kids yeah. have all lived through some shit right uh, and they have legitimate fears that are being turned against them yes um yeah, no, I I thought it was it was well done. Uh, there were there were moments where where some of the characters just kind of irked me. Ileana at the start, uh, I just I, yeah, I think she asked a question on screen. I'm like, yeah, I have a question. Why are you such a turbo bitch? Like you know, uh, and, and when you 
when you get into her backstory, it, you do understand. Yeah. Uh, Henry Zaga's character, Roberto, is, you know, a spoiled rich kid. And I'm like, I already hate this douchebag. And I winds up actually having one of the better arts throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, every, I think every character in this movie actually fits like a certain trope of that high school movie. Like I said, that Breakfast Club feel. Yeah. Um, the one I really wish we would have gotten more out of, and it's not his fault, um, but it's Charlie Heaton's character, Sam. Yeah. Um, I think he does a good job of what he's given. I kind of wonder if maybe some of his stuff got left on the cutting room floor, uh, but that was more right. about that character I wanted to learn. Um, you know, and part of that too, uh, I, you know me, I'm biased. Being a Kentucky boy, Sam Guthrie is a character from Eastern Kentucky uh, and his stuff is all tied into, like that. I will give them props. His, his story, his origin is actually tied into the coal mining culture of Eastern yeah. Kentucky. And I actually think he does a fairly decent Eastern Kentucky accent that, that very- For a Brit. For a Brit, like that twangy, like, but not like overly twangy, like not that just typical Southern bullshit. Like, you know, just, I, I'm just a good old mountain boy, just trying to make, you know, trying to do the right thing and, and, and all that, yeah. like that kind of accent. I he thought didn't he go actually, over the top, he kept it no, subtle. No, it's very much like you, you catch it. And like, yeah. I'm sitting there like, he doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue to display it, but when you do get it, like I'm so. But going, it's not like within the first two sounds he makes, you're like, oh, he's supposed to be southern. It's one of those yeah. like, wait, what? What? What is yeah, it? What oh, is, oh, what okay. He's it's, it's yeah. kind of a, a bit of a draw. Yeah. So it's 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 very well done. Like, or his his performance yeah. is well done. Um, I had some other issues with like uh, the finished special effects weren't, especially in the climax. I didn't think were the greatest. Like they were fine. They they worked for what it was. Um, but you know, considering everything else that went on with this movie, uh, yeah. miracle that even got completed at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I'd recommend it. I'd say at least check it out. Go in, yeah. don't go in expecting the greatest X-Men movie yeah. ever. Um, cause you're going to disappoint yourself. Um, but if just, you just go in looking to have a little fun for a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Um, just, I, I'll put it like I put last week with unhinged. It's another popcorn movie. Um, I, I think will say though, if you if you're trying to decide between Unhinged and New Mutants, go see New Mutants. New Mutants, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's the better, I think it's the better written of the two movies for sure. Um, and that's that's saying something because like Unhinged was, uh, it had moments in it that had us just pissed off, like really, like okay, yeah, you know, like I don't want the girl to die, I want all the extras to get killed off. So, <laughs> um, so there's there's New Mutants. We're we're rating it. I'm gonna go ahead and say oh. Seven out of ten. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's a solid rating. So uh, our other one, though, which is probably the most anticipated movie of the well, one of the most anticipated movies of the summer until uh, you know 2020 said fuck all of you. Yep. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Uh, we watched it Sunday night before before we had our early access screenings. Uh, I'm not we if we talk too much about it, we're going to get into spoiler territory. Yeah. Here's what we will tell you, or what I will tell you. It's a spy movie. I'm just going to say right now, we can't really tell you anything that you didn't already figure out from the trailers. Right. And before you say that's not really anything, I know. Yeah, we know. It's a spy movie. Time, it's not time travel, it's time inversion. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I, and this is, this is what I decided after we watched it the other night. Tenet is basically Christopher Nolan's take on a James Bond movie. It 
follows yeah. like it does. Like the yeah. plot is a straightforward spy thriller, complete with villain with a doomsday device, all that. It's everything else in it that is going to to make it it's, special. It's the plot of a James Bond movie with the intricacies of Inception. Yes, um, and that's that's really all I can say. Yeah, go see I, it. I will say it's a movie you have to pay attention to. Yes, but don't expect to understand every single thing they're saying. Well, it's one of those just kind of try to keep up as best you can and just keep watching, and you'll you'll get enough of it yeah. to understand. But it's probably going to be a movie you're going to have to watch more than once. Right. I, I watched, you're, you're, you're the only one of us that has watched it more than once. So I've you can it, elaborate on that more than I can. Yes, I've seen it twice now because uh, Crystal and I watched it last night and I had to explain things to her at the end. And there were things that second time around that I caught that I didn't pick up on the first time. Uh, yeah. But there, there's definitely one thing that they keyed in on towards the end that I was like, wait, I kind of vaguely remember seeing that earlier. But now I don't remember when it was, where it was, and I wish I would have paid more attention to that. Right. Uh, so I do want to watch it again. Yeah. To see oh what no, I it's, it's definitely worth a rewatch. Um, but it's going to be like Inception. You have to watch it several times, and you'll find something new each time. Oh, absolutely. Like I can't count how many times I've watched Inception, and yeah, I, I still I, catch I, things in Inception I've never absolutely. seen before. Uh, I don't even know how many times I've seen it. No, that's that's one of the things I love about Christopher Nolan's work, and we're going to start fangirling here because we love Christopher Nolan. <laughs> And that's how we ended up voting Inception the best movie of the 2010s. It's true, but here's the thing. <laughs> like, we, we don't feel like it's not warranted. You can sit there and say, you know, his movies are cold, they're this, they're that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start looking at them in the context of what they are, like I said, a spy movie, a mm -hmm. heist movie, you know, a Batman film. If you feel he like- He takes any... a simple idea and he makes it complicated. Exactly. And I think that's the beauty of what he does. Yeah. Um, you know, even going all the way back to Memento, which is, you know, a mystery involving, uh, you know, somebody's missing wife or dead wife. Yeah. It's told in reverse. You know, like you, you're, you're piecing, like you're, you're starting at the end, going, "What the fuck just happened?" and working your way back. That's what Nolan does. He just he takes that that one simple concept and says, "Okay, here's your plot device." You know, I've got all these plot pieces. Now, here's how I'm going to twist it so that way you can sit there and go, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. And it's, I, didn't, I didn't find this one nearly as confusing as Inception was. Um, but, I can't really speak to that because I was warned before going yeah. to see Inception. Yeah. Somewhat. At the same I, point, I, I was given just enough info to allow me to follow it better the first right. time I watched it. So. Yeah. I'm also one of those, though, that doesn't get, like, super easily confused by, by movie plots. Like, mm -hmm. I, I felt like I understood Inception fairly well coming out of it that first time. Yeah. As I watched it more, I went, okay, there's more I'm grasping onto that makes more sense. Like, there are things I needed to kind of yeah. piece together to fill in gaps. But I would kind of compare it to when I watched Matrix for the first time. Yeah. Like, the first time I watched Matrix, I was like, okay, I get that. I don't understand why people are so confused. Right. And then I watched it a second time, I went... Okay, I actually understand it a lot more this time, yeah. which is why I really want to go watch Tenet again. Yeah, and I will eventually. Uh, I'm down. Let me know when. Uh, I want to see it again. I, 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 I freaking adored this movie. I really did. One of my biggest issues that one of, that I've seen from like the reviews, which it still got positive ratings and in, mm -hmm. in a, a like a seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The common complaint that I've seen is that it's cold. It's humorless. It's um, it just doesn't feel, it's not emotional. It, 
again, one, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan doesn't do like super emotional movies anyway, except for Interstellar, which has, you know, a lot of, of heart and uh, emotion to it. But I'm going to go back and argue Inception still has heart to it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is trying to get home to his kids. Like that's his motivation. He just has to yeah. pull off this big heist to do it. And again, simple story, complicated comp er, concept around it. He's got to pull yeah. off a heist in somebody's mind. Okay. Dark Knight, like Batman, he's sitting there trying to juggle being Batman and Bruce Wayne. And he's trying to clean up the streets so that way he can, you know, stop being Batman and be with, with uh, Rachel Dawes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's still a lot of emotional heft there. In this one, it's not necessarily our main protagonist, known as the protagonist, or even his partner, Neil. It's actually Elizabeth Debicki's character, Catherine, uh, who yeah. provides the heart of the film. Agreed. I found myself rooting for her the entire oh, yeah. time. Um, and to sit there and say that it's a cold movie and that you don't get a real feel for who these characters are and whatnot, I think is really disingenuous um you know yeah the you don't have the protagonist's name um honestly it's not that important he he's working to be honest i hadn't even noticed that until you said something yeah until you you referred to him as protagonist and started talking i was like wait but uh, no actually in the credits he's listed as the protagonist i literally didn't didn't realize i didn't know his name until just now there you go i just spoiled something for everybody sorry guys um but yeah no like seriously i mean anyone with an imdb page could have found that he was listed i was gonna say he's credited as the protagonist so uh yeah no it's it's one of those where you you watch it and you go okay this is you know that that's who he is he and like you don't get a whole lot of personal information about him but you get just enough he cares about this woman okay he's a secret agent he has his little quirks he doesn't drink on the job which is totally the opposite of james bond but okay uh you know he doesn't you know he does these certain things but he's got a smoothness to him and he's got he's got a way about him he also gets thrown into this without being given literally any information yeah they're literally like here do this go here right go from there like he has no idea what he's doing as he's doing it he's just kind of following a trail of breadcrumbs and hoping for the best right no that moment in the trailer where where his his handler tells him you know uh, the word, the secret word is tenant, you know, it's going to open a lot of doors for you. That literally, yeah. that's all that we yeah. as the audience and he is the protagonist gets. Um, well, yeah. In the, in the trailer, when he says, all I have for you is a word. Yeah. There's not much more to that scene. Yeah. There's really not like that's, that's the setup. It's like, okay, so we got to get one other it. piece of information in that scene and that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which those, those two things tie everything together like yes. amazingly so and I, I just i don't want to i don't want to get any further into it i just want to say uh the performances in this were phenomenal uh, like i said uh elizabeth debicki deserves an oscar nod this year i know i know the competition's kind of thin this year but she should be up for best supporting actress yeah hands down uh she, i will say if there's a moment where you feel like i don't understand what just happened just wait just be patient uh, yeah it's gonna because- come back there's there's a fight scene that I was like I don't under I, I'm not 100 sure what just happened, but then when you get to the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie, you you it uh, yeah, just uh, done just done we gotta quit talking some about some light it. is shed upon it that makes yes. it make sense. <laughs> Ooh. 
Sorry. Sorry, guys. We really want to talk about this with you. We, I feel like we need to do, we need to get some people together, get some drinks, watch this movie again, and just do another episode where it's all spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that's coming. Like, I feel like we need to, we, we yeah, talked about but, it. But if, if but. there comes a moment that you feel like you're confused, you don't quite get it, just be patient because chances are you will understand it by the end. Yes. Um, and if you don't watch it again, and chances are watching it again with the information you have by the, right. the all of the information, you'll probably understand it the second time. Right. Uh, there, there. Of course, we got to get into the other two actors real quick before we close this out. Uh, Robert Pattinson uh, is is a lot of fun to watch in this. Um, yes. If you are one of those people that sat there and said for you know ever since two thousand eight, we're like, oh, the fucking Twilight guy. Eh. Uh, watch this movie. He is great in it. He is a lot of fun to watch. He's he's very charming. He's very British. He's very He's not like super flamboyant, but he's just, it's just the way he just kind of talks and gestures yeah. and all that. And it, uh, you kind of see his character arc in one direction as well yeah. and, and change over the, the course of the movie. And then of course, Kenneth Branagh uh, is fucking great. Um, I haven't enjoyed a performance of his in a, in a while. And that's even including Murder on the Orient Express, which I thought he was just okay. Uh, he is awesome in this. Like you will sit there and despise him by the end of the movie. It's true. Yeah, uh, he's a very, very he's a very different kind of villain. Um, yes. And I feel like I feel like again I'm spoiling something, even though I feel like it's kind of alluded to in the trailers that he's the bad guy. But yeah, um, yeah definitely. You are definitely listening. If you're listening to this and you're like, would you two shut the fuck up? Shut the <laughs> show off. Go watch the movie and then come back. Like because we're done with it. But yeah, you, you definitely want to see this in theaters. You want to see it on the big screen yes. because I was blown away the entire time. We didn't even get into the visuals of the movie uh, yeah. or, you know, the score, which is not Hans Zimmer this time doing the bong. It's actually Ludwig uh, Goransson who did the Black Panther score. And that's a good way for us to segue into what we're going to talk about next. Uh, so, yeah, go see Tenet. All right, we're going to get serious again, and I hate doing that. We're going to close the show out on this. Um Last Friday night, as you guys already know, um, we, the whole world, lost uh, an icon at this point in Chadwick Boseman. Um, It's uh, super unfortunate. Uh, You know, the dude's battling cancer for four years. Think about that. From, From the time that he was done with his work on Civil War and then going on to shoot Infinity War, Endgame, and Black Panther, not to mention yeah. the other stuff he did, 21 Bridges. Uh, I feel like there was another action-heavy movie that he did in there, too. Um, oh, The Five Bloods, that's on Netflix mm-hmm. as well. All of that, that output in that four-year span, which is a lot of heavy lifting for somebody who's going through chemo or whatever treatments he was taking, and put out that kind of output. And not only that, with Black Panther, left his mark on the world. Yeah. Now I'm going to sit there and tell you, yeah, we, we're all going to raise up Black Panthers being like the big black superhero. Just remember, he's not the first. You can say he's probably the biggest. He's not the first. It's still Blade. It's still Wesley Snipes. But for what he's, especially now with the way that the world is with the political climate, everything, everything going on with, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, all that. Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, as Black Panther, is iconic. All that being said, I 
you know, I and seeing all the outpouring of love last week, uh, and seeing seeing the the kids, the kids that really looked up to him. Um, you know, parents posting posting pictures of their kids and in, in the the Panther costume with mm-hmm. their figures of of the rest of the Avengers paying, you know, taking a knee and paying tribute to to Black Panther. Um, I'm getting teary eyed just talking about it. I literally had to, I had to keep blogging out the social media. Oh yeah, um, as an empath, I just it was it was yeah, too much. I, I yeah. couldn't handle it. Yeah, uh, too many times I would spend about two minutes on social media and then be like, nope, can't yeah. do it. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of emotions and feelings. Um, I like as soon as I found out, I told you I'm watching a Chadwick Boseman movie tonight that I've not watched. I watched Message from the King, and it was not like a great movie, but his performance was great in it. So like, it, it was fine. Uh, I want to check out all his other work. I want to watch uh, Get On Up, which is him as James Brown. Mm-hmm. We've seen 42, and he's fantastic. Oh, I love 42. Um, you know, everything that he did. Uh, he's also got the the Thurgood Marshall movie as well that he's apparently excellent in. I, you know, I want to watch them all and just check them out, and I would implore you guys to do that as well. That's a great way to pay tribute to uh, to somebody who has left a huge mark on the world, not just in entertainment, but in, like I said, in kids' lives, um, in the black community, all that. Uh, uh, he donated the jersey he wore on, yeah. in 42 to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum here in Kansas City. It's yeah. on display there. Yeah, so if you're if you're in Kansas City and want to go see that, you can. Um, which Or just in general, go see the Negro Leagues Museum. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really interesting to check out. So Even if you're not like a huge baseball fan, Right. There's a lot of history there, and it's really interesting. Right. I say all that, though, because I have to dig into something that really, it chapped my ass last Friday night. Uh, I'm not, now that a week's kind of gone past, I'm not nearly as upset about it, uh, yeah. because we're about to do the same thing, but it's going to be with respect, and it's not yeah. going to give you every answer you want. Um, the first, so, so of course, every, every trend, I saw Chadwick Boseman trending. And then I saw two other trends on Twitter. Black Panther, which is which to, be was to be expected. And then Shuri, which is his sister, his character's sister in that movie. And I went, why is Shuri trending? Like, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, great. Did she pass away too? Like, I'm thinking the worst because yeah. uh, after, after six years of, like, losing people in my own personal life, I just, I plan for the worst. <laughs> and the way 2020 is going. Yeah, the way 2020 is going. Like, we already lost Kobe. We lost Chadwick Boseman. Uh, you've taken Regis Philbin from it. Uh, like, seriously, who, who else? Like, Betty White's still, still hanging on there, and so is the Queen. And, I, uh, you know, so I'm like, great. Who the fuck else? So when I clicked on the Shuri link, uh, the topic of conversation wasn't, it wasn't about anything bad about her. What it was about was everybody saying, this is what Marvel needs to do. They need to just go ahead and make Black Panther Shuri and do this and do this. The man just died. Yeah, and that's the thing. While I respect the the notion of that, and we're going to get into that in a minute, Literally, this was within hours of the man dying. Uh, and that's, it took me back to 2008 when Heath Ledger died and I got the news and I started telling everybody and the first questions I kept getting asked were not, you know, how's his family doing? Not, any, you know, what, what happened? Any of that, it was, did he finish completing Batman? Did he finish The Dark Knight? 
not the question to ask when somebody just died. Just like this time around shouldn't be the first question to ask is, well, what about Black Panther 2? Black Panther 2 is going to happen. Imagine, imagine making the phone call to someone that you just lost your parent and their first question is, are you going to get any money from them? Right. You would be pissed. Yeah. This is the equivalent. So why do you think it's okay to immediately upon hearing that this 43-year-old man died of cancer, why is your first reaction, well, what's Marvel going to do about the movies? I, I know what they should do. Yeah. Give the world, not just the world, but give his family time to mourn. Right. And that's, that's, what, that's what irked me. Uh, yeah. You know, that was one of the first questions after my brother passed away six years ago um, that got tossed around is, you know, well, what are we going to, you know, somebody asked, you, do you want, like, asked me, it's like, do you want anything of his? And my immediate answer was, he's not even in the ground yet. Like, why are we talking about this? You know? Uh, and that was just after a couple of days. So, yeah, so that was my frustration. And like I said, I get it. I know, I know deep down it's not meant from, to, be, to be a harmful kind of thing that's being said. Uh, it's just I don't think people think when they ask those questions right out the gate. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that you need to take into consideration. Now, we're a week removed. You, and you so can we, say things with the best of intentions, but it doesn't yeah. mean they're not disrespectful. Right. Just because so, you don't intend it that way doesn't mean that it, that's not what it is. Yeah. So now we're, you know, we're now almost a week removed. And a couple days ago, we got into this part of the discussion, mm -hmm. which wound up leading into, okay, well, let's, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. So it got into, okay, well. So what does Marvel what do? What does Marvel do? And like that is I, a reality we have to face now. Right. And it is going to happen. Is if we actually have to do anything. Yeah. Um, they have to face. Right. So uh, somebody asked me. Which I had said, one of the things that started today was that I was bothered. I'm not going to say that I have like a strong opinion on what Marvel should do as far as who should fill that role. Right. But the fact that. I see a lot more people talking, a lot of people talking about, from, from my dash, my, my Twitter feed, I see yeah. a lot of people talking about various ways to bring back Michael B. Jordan, and I don't see enough people mentioning the possibility of Shuri stepping in, because right. that is canon in the comic books. Right. Now, I'm not saying that it, they, have to, they have to use Shuri, and it should be Shuri. I just feel like that's, that's an option that should be discussed more. Right. Which, as I told you last night, that is the exact opposite experience yeah. I had within those hours of him passing away, which was everybody was on the Shuri train. And all I'm seeing is Michael B. Jordan, and I'm like, okay, yeah. yes, but there's yeah. also Shuri. Right. Can we at so, least can we at least discuss discuss more options than just the one? Yeah. So that's all I've asked for. Right. No, and that's and I totally get that. Um, so. Yeah, so like I said, the biggest thing I personally saw was let's go Shuri because yeah. that's the, the you know the plot line yeah. in the comic books. She eventually takes the mantle, this, that, and the other. And I said, Okay, that's I'm not I'm not opposed to that option. Yeah. I'm also not opposed to the option of I, the one I am opposed to is bringing back Michael B. Jordan. I just I don't I just don't see that. Like uh, because if you bring him back as Killmonger, I'm going to go, all right, well, he's already dead, which I guess we could bring over alternate universe Killmonger and use yeah. the multiverse idea. And I'm sure Marvel would work with that really well. 
Uh, it's not something I personally want to see, but I'll respect the decision. I, I will say that's probably the easy way out. It probably is. Uh, you know, the other option too is, and I know this is this is the unpopular opinion, but I'm okay with it as well, and that's recasting T'Challa. And my reason being is, I I I, I wouldn't be mad if they yeah. did that. I would prefer they didn't. Sure, but that's me. And I get that. My reasoning is that even though even though he originated this character on the big screen and mm-hmm. he died at the height of its popularity and before, you know, we could even get another story, like his own solo movie with, yeah. with Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, before we could even get any of that, Boseman passed away. My thought process is no, no actor is bigger than the character that they play. Oh, and fair. while and, and it just that's the way I see it. So like if I'm reading a book or reading a comic book or or whatever, I sit there. I have certain people in my head that I view, and I don't always get that casting, and that's okay. You know, um, you know. I look at uh, also. You know, how many times I've had a certain person in mind, and then I, I don't get that person, and I realize it was for the best. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm not a casting director. Right. Um, you know, and just because you can picture somebody as that doesn't mean that it is going to be the right choice. Uh, Same thing I say all the time about this, because they, just because they look the part does not mean they're the best person for the job. Right. Um, so stop suggesting Alex Pettifer for every blonde hair, blue eyed, yet YA male protagonist. Yeah. I will fight you. Yeah. Uh, he was, I think he was in... Bad Boys 3 this year, Bad Boys for Life, and he was actually pretty good in that. Probably. But. I'm not saying he's... Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, just sorry. Sorry. You Fine. know how this show sidetracks. Uh, but... He does not have the emotional range right. necessary for the characters that people like to put him in. Like, sure. people kept screaming for him to be Finnick, and I was about ready to punch a whole bunch of people over that. Yeah. Um, but again, we're getting sidetracked, so... We are. So, uh, I think it was him. Anyway. Does my uh, really have to be mowing the lawn right now? Apparently, my dogs were barking a minute ago, so I'm sure everybody's. You gonna hear? Eat. No, I can't hear them because oh, okay, I had the dog. It sounds very loud to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, but no. So, so like I said, no actor is bigger than the character they're playing. And this oh, that's now, that being said, an actor can be the only person that you picture because that's that's the only person that you know, and that's totally fine too. You got to remember, in the '60s, Connery called it quits over money as Bond. And so people were reluctant to turn, return to the theaters to see George Lazenby take over. Like, there's a reason that Eon Productions and MGM dropped a million dollars to get Connery back for Diamonds Are Forever, even if it was for just one movie. And even then, it wasn't that And good. the doctor on Doctor Who regenerates because right. the first doctor literally died. Right. In real yeah. life. And they yeah. had to figure out what to do. Yeah, I think he was dying. I don't think he died. Oh, well, he, he did die, yeah. but... So. No, he didn't die. He was actually in a in a special a few years later. I think he just wasn't well. I think he was getting sickly. Uh, we'll look it up. Anyway, it's it's neither here. Either nor way, there. he was he was not in a position to continue playing the role. Right. So, certain characters have it written in with like the Doctor James Bond. It's just an accepted truth that Bond is going to be played by a different actor eventually. As many people think, love, you know. I think most people have come to accept the idea of. James, you know, 007 and James Bond being a mantle, being a yeah. cover that's passed down. 
I hate that theory because it's not true, but okay. <laughs> but if that's what it takes to get your head wrapped around the idea, I just accept it as being one big continuity. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying no, I no, think no. that's how a lot of people view it. No, I know, but like, yeah, like uh, Skyfall, for me, like for like watching Skyfall, when you go to the Bond estate at Skyfall and you see his parents buried there yeah. with the last name Bond, you go, see, I told you it wasn't a cover. Shut the hell up. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just say it. But like I said, it's an accepted truth that a beloved character is going to get replaced or an actor is going to get replaced as that character, James Bond. Uh, we talked about Indiana Jones yesterday. It hasn't happened. I, it's probably going to at some point, and I feel like we just need to accept it. Uh, and it's just different circumstances. Um, but yeah, that's why the idea of recasting does not bother me. Uh, you got to remember, Richard Harris passed away in uh, uh, 2002 after doing the first two Harry Potter movies. And and I know that that character runs through the entire thing. You can't take Dumbledore out of the Harry Potter universe and be like, oh, well, we switched it up. Sorry. Like, you literally can't. Yeah, exactly. So... so you don't have, if you don't have another option, yes, you, you have to recast. Right. So, like I said, that's the, well, and that's, but I'm saying though, that's why I'm not, I'm not upset at the idea of recasting. We've already recast in the MCU at least once, twice, twice now. Twice we we agreed that. on that. Yeah. We decided Edward Norton for Mark Ruffalo and then which, Terrence Howard for. Uh, a lot of people for, have forgotten all about Edward Norton in the, or in the Edward Norton. place. So. I really like that Hulk movie. I really do. Uh, so yeah, so like I said, we've already had a precedent and it's just been under different circumstances. So whatever Marvel decides to do, I'm going to be okay with. I've already decided. Yeah, yeah. Um, same. You know, if you go and get, you know, an, hell, go get John Boyega. He's not doing anything, although he's pissed off at Disney over Star Wars right now, so I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see him don't see it happening right now. So that's a whole other conversation. But like, there are plenty of other talented black actors out there that you can yeah. go get period. Yeah. If you want to do the Shuri thing, that's great too. I think that's a fantastic idea. I'd go along with that. Personally, I, I personally want to see more of T'Challa. I feel like his story has a little more to go. Um, you know, because we haven't got to see him be the ruler of Wakanda yeah. for an extensive period of time. And that's why, that's why this feels so unfair that Chadwick Boseman's being taken away because we're not going to get to see what the hell he was going to do next. Yeah. And so, and from a character it, standpoint. It'd be different if, if it had happened while filming, because then at least it'd yeah, be easier to kind of, okay, there's some footage, we can halt production, yeah. retool, work with what we have, figure out how to make right. this work. Right. How to, you know, make it make sense. But yeah. the fact that it happened between movies, you're kind of like, well. Right. Yeah. I will say it probably, the best choice probably would be to recast. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, how you how are you gonna switch characters off screen? Yeah, to be like, so we did have T'Challa, but he's gone for whatever reason we made up, and oh, here's this person, and they're Black Panther now. Yeah, so, like yeah, yeah, because that's the other thing you have to take into consideration. How do you? Because write... I don't like the idea of anyone else playing T'Challa. I have to admit, it's probably the best option. Right. Well, and that's that's what I I'm saying. I will begrudgingly admit that. Yeah. That's that's what I'm getting at, though. If you if you go the Shuri route, which again yeah. I'm totally okay with, you now have to write yourself out of a box. You have to figure out how to write out yeah. T'Challa, and you have to do it in a way that's respectful to Chadwick Boseman yeah. because the fans will not forgive you. Yeah. Period. That's yeah. just how it is. 
And that's why I said, whatever they decide, I'm okay with, as long as they do it with the right intentions, with yeah. the right perspective on it. I don't think Ryan Coogler is going to do anything disrespectful to, to who he considers a friend in Chadwick Boseman. I just don't see that happening. But yeah, so like I said, I don't see Ryan Coogler or Marvel, especially Kevin Feige, I don't see any of those folks doing anything that would be considered disrespectful no. to And it's, to it's going to be a while yeah before yeah. they make a decision because they not only have to figure out you know as far as black panther 2 but basically the entire future of the mcu because you know they had him worked in oh yeah future, future projects and so yeah. they kind of have to figure out where they go from here well and that's that's what makes this even more heartbreaking because i was reading the other day is that up until the week before he died bozeman thought he was going to recover yeah he was ready to do Black Panther too. He was excited to do Black And I will say something that just hit me is that's almost a silver lining of everything being shut down right now. Mm-hmm. Is it halted everything long enough that they're behind, so to speak, enough that they have right. some time to figure it out before they go back into production? Yeah. They're just starting to go back in production. So it, it, it almost halted everything long enough that they... It gave him a bigger window right. to figure out where to go from here. Yeah, well, and Black Panther... If there's has, a silver lining to all the shit that's happened in 2020, there it is. Yeah, I was going to say, and Black Panther 2 hasn't even started production yet. Yeah. I don't think... Because it's supposed to come out, I think, 2022 was the release date. That's so, right. So, yeah, so they've, it, they've got everything, time. MC, everything MCU got pushed back oh, basically yeah. a year because of the pandemic, yeah. so... so yeah it the whole situation sucks it's like i said for for me it was we're having this discussion days at you know almost a week after he's passed mm-hmm. and it still feels too soon i'll be perfectly honest it feels yeah. way too soon um yeah. and we might revisit this we'll revisit this conversation because they will eventually announce a decision and we'll talk about yeah. it we'll talk about what we think about it yep. um i just you know like i said i don't mind having the conversation a week after I, I had an issue with everybody wanting to talk about it right as it happened. And I think that's something that everybody can kind of take into consideration before they have these conversations later on. Because we, we're, it's going to happen again. We're going to lose another big actor in an iconic role. And we're all going to yeah. be talking about it. And we're, we're all going to be pissed off at each other. And I just don't want to see that. So just take that yeah. into consideration the next time. And even with your friends, don't ask the stupid question of, you know, well, are you going to get any money out of it? Are you know, yeah. what are you going to do next for, for this thing? take time to empathize and remember yeah. that this is still a human being with yeah. family friends that are all still grieving and mourning um yeah. you know and that's our biggest thing and i hate closing out on on such a, a somber note so trisha well, you're smiling well, about something what do you got my, my, i just got a text from my sister with a shirt she sent me <laughs> okay it's it's a picture of a ghost with a mask and it says 2020 is boo sheet it is boo sheet that's hilarious uh all right that's why i randomly started laughing in the middle of your your very serious i know it's a rant i'm used to people laughing at me when i'm being very serious it's fine all right guys that's gonna do it for us this week make sure you hit the subscribe button that way you never miss an episode because unfortunately we with the way work is going on right now, we don't know when we're going to get to record. Like, we liked having our set record Tuesday, drop Wednesday. I know, having so much free time, we had a set time. Yeah, I know, it was great. Everything, and now, uh, yeah, now we're, now we're sitting there going, I don't know when we're going to record, guys. So, hey, enjoy the show. Especially but, Mr. Uh, three jobs over there. You're telling me. So, um, 
yeah so make sure you guys hit that subscribe button that we never miss an episode uh follow us over on twitter at drunk underscore theater we're always bullshitting on there i'm usually on there talking to other podcast hosts do i've been i've been interacting. You are around there a lot more than i am these days it's true so uh but feel free to drop us a line if you have something about on this episode that you want to talk to us about that's the forum to go to and if you really want to get into it we can bring you on the show we'll talk to you about it i don't care so <laughs> uh yeah follow us there feel free to write us at mydrunkmovietheater at gmail.com uh you can also follow us over on facebook uh and podchaser.com slash mdmt as well leave us a review let us know how we're doing what you think if you got ideas things that you want us to talk about hit us up we're always looking for it so um yeah that's gonna do it for us this week for all of us at my drunk movie theater i'm kyle sutton i'm trisha campbell and be nice to your damn movie staff <laughs>